welcome to Lifeology. I am James Miller, your host and a licensed psychotherapist. I'm looking forward to spending this time with you as we learn some pretty amazing life lessons. Let's get started. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to listen to this show. When you're done listening, I hope you take a minute and write a quick review on whichever radio or podcast platform you've heard this show. Your insights will help others to be inspired and encouraged. I have a great show for you today. I'll teach you that how you start and end your day determines your success. I'll also be interviewing Danielle Amos, an elite inner circle top 10 company-wide coach with the Proctor Gallagher Institute. She went from being a struggling entrepreneur with bits of success to a six-figure per month earner. Danielle works to inspire and uplift others by showing them how to reach and then step into their true potential. For more information about Danielle, please visit DanielleAmos.co. Thank you so much for listening to Lifeology. I would love to connect with you. Be sure to follow me on all social media platforms under the name James Miller Lifeology, except for Twitter, which is James M Lifeology. I am also very active on Instagram and create many videos with quick tips and tools that you can immediately implement. Be sure to say hello and follow me there. If you're anything like me, you love to read. Lifeology and Audible.com have partnered to offer you an incredible opportunity. Audible is offering you one free book download with a free 30-day trial. This is perfect for those of you who love to read but often don't have time to enjoy your favorite pastime. Go to jamesmillerlifeology.com forward slash audible to start your free trial. They have over 180,000 books from all genres, so I'm pretty confident your favorite author's books will be there. Go to jamesmillerlifeology.com forward slash audible and start listening to your favorite book today. Once again, go to jamesmillerlifeology.com forward slash audible to get started today. How you start and end your day is indicative of your success. We all have so many responsibilities and often complain that there's just not enough time in the day. I always tell the people with whom I work, if you start your day waiting for the last minute to get up and get ready for work, or if you sleep through your alarm and you get to work late and you feel like you're constantly trying to play catch up because your day wasn't organized. Because if you start your day with a chaotic mindset or a mindset that's not focused, you'll find that that sets the foundation for everything you do. So sometimes people will say, well, James, I just like to sleep. (laughs) There's nothing wrong with that. But if you start your day with a mindful practice, you'll see that you take time for yourself. And when you take time for yourself and set your intentions, you'll find that that does create a very powerful and strong foundation for the next activity you have to do. And when you can bring that strength or that awareness into the next thing you do, you find that that's the building block for the next thing you do. And then the next thing. And pretty soon, your day is much more productive than had you just woken up without setting that intention. One thing I do, and this is just an example, I have a little bit more flexible time than most people. And so this is what works for me. Every morning, I wake up an hour earlier than I need to. And in that time, because I'm on the radio, I'm able to record something where I can hear every day. So in this recording, I narrate everything I want to accomplish this year. So I focus on the full year as a whole, and then I focus on the quarters of different goals I want to complete. And sitting with time of reflection, I hear this goal being repeated over and over again. And in those goals, I then talk about the steps I'm going to do. That's one thing within the hour I do. And then the other part of the hour, I also listen to what I say about myself. 
In that recorded narrative, I use I am statements. I am blessed. I am smart. I am prosperous. I'm productive. I'm healthy. I'm whole. When I hear myself say that, and often I will say it at the same time, it really allows me to come from a place of strength, helps me come from a place of focus, because I know as my day starts, I'm hearing what the goals are. I'm hearing how I'm getting closer to those goals. I'm seeing the fruits of the goals I've written down for the year. And as each quarter gets closer and closer, I see those goals coming to pass. And then as I hear the I am statements, I am this, I am that, it puts me in a place to make sure that I do become what I say I'm going to be. Now, of course, I'm just like everybody else. We all have triggers of things that people do. And I sometimes have to remind myself that I'm a self-help person. But when I start my day with the intention of I am this, I am that, it allows me to focus on what I am and what I will continue to be instead of the lack of things I don't have. So it's really important for you to figure out what can you do every morning that can help you stay focused, create a wonderful platform for you. So remember, I gave you an example of what I do. The beauty of this is you get to figure out what you do. And it doesn't have to be an hour before your day starts. You get to figure out the time frame that works best for you in your schedule. Now, that's how you start your day. But what's really cool is at night, just before you fall asleep, we have different types of brain frequencies, or in other words, different brain waves that happen based on the activity of our brain. And there's one brain frequency that we all have just before we fall asleep, and that's in the theta frequency. What's really cool about the theta frequency is that is a time when you can focus on your highest and biggest goal that you've ever thought of. Because as you focus on that, that's the last thought that your conscious mind has, and that becomes the platform for what you start to dream about. And as you start to dream about your biggest goal, your subconscious then starts to create the plan for it. Meaning, you start to have ideas. You start to have an awareness. You start to become whomever or whatever you want to be in that highest goal. So then when you wake up in the morning, you're one step closer to becoming that person because your subconscious processed it. It then had it be part of the building blocks of who you are. And then as you start your day, you start with that mindful practice. You're much more focused. Your day is much more productive regardless of the circumstances. And then as you go to sleep, you do that same step again, focusing on your highest goal, which then has your subconscious create another building block to be one step closer. How you start and end your day is indicative of your success. You're going to hear a fantastic interview with Danielle Amos. She has a wonderful way of helping you achieve your highest potential. So stay tuned. I wanted to take just a quick moment to thank you all who continually support and listen to James Miller Lifeology. I have been so blessed and honored by your continual support. However, I want to make sure that you don't miss out on anything exciting that's happening over here. So go to jamesmillerlifeology.com or lifeology.tv and sign up for the free weekly recap. Each week, I will send you an email which has all the latest radio episodes, YouTube episodes, magazine articles, and self-help products specifically for you. Once again, go to jamesmillerlifeology.com or lifeology.tv and sign up for the free weekly recap. My guest today is Danielle Amos, an elite inner circle top 10 company-wide coach with the Proctor Gallagher Institute. She went from being a struggling entrepreneur with bits of success to a six-figure per month earner, and she believes that everyone, including you, can have all that you desire. Welcome to my show, Danielle. 
Thank you, James. I'm so happy to be here. When your assistant sent me your information, I was like, oh my goodness, this woman is amazing. She has so much to teach us today. So I'm really excited for you to join us today. Thank you. Now you are an entrepreneur, but when you started out, just like the majority of us, we don't really know what we're doing. How about you give us some of your backstory of what, what was the business that you were in and what were some of the roadblocks or stumbling blocks you had? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. I actually was in a corporate career before and I was in tourism. And from the outside, everyone thought I had the perfect job, the perfect mm. life, but I was really struggling inside. And mm. I knew I wanted to work for myself, but I didn't have the courage to jump. And some, I had someone introduce network marketing uh-huh. to me quite a few years ago, and that seemed like the perfect opportunity. So I said yes to that. And I assumed because I did well in my corporate career that I would go to the top and it would be easy and oh, I'd have sure. this freedom, you know, and <laughs> that didn't happen. <laughs> and I actually really struggled. And I, the, the longer time passed, the harder I was on myself. Mm. And it was really awful. And I, yeah. I did get some success, but I not where I wanted to go. Sure. And I think so many times we have that, that perception of where we think we're going to be. But when reality mm-hmm. sets in, if we don't have the plan, then of course, that's when we can become really frustrated. Absolutely. And I had no idea that there was so much selling involved. Mm. It sounds maybe naive, but I, I didn't come from sales. So the moment that I had to go and network with people, I really thought I was bothering them. And I didn't realize that that was like, you know, in my subconscious mind, like really holding me back. So I was forcing myself to ask people. And you can imagine the the energy around that, you know, it doesn't feel good. I didn't Mm -hmm. feel good. Which then translates to your customer base as well. Yeah, absolutely. So, oh, I want you to sell this, but I'm so, I feel really awkward about asking you. Yeah, I can get that. I'm not laughing at you, but I know exactly how that feels. I remember I was, I was a telemarketer when I was in undergrad and I hated calling the people and that's, that's my job. And so having Mm -hmm. to call them and sell them something, and then you have to give like three rebuttals if they say no. And Mm -hmm. so I would always be like, I'll just do one rebuttal. And I would always get in trouble. (laughs) And needless to say, I didn't do very well there. Yeah, it didn't last long. So how my transition was, I... I still had the dream. Like I still believed in the opportunity because I saw people around me Uh succeeding. And I thought, well, if, you know, she's not that smart and she's doing it. Like, (laughs) of course, why can't I? So I I recommitted and I dove into personal development. And that looked like reading every book Mm. in that section of the bookstore and going to conferences and still not much shifted. I, I did get better results, but not close to where I wanted to be. And sure. two and a half years later, I was in seeing my job, my corporate job, and I was so frustrated that I, on the drive home, I quit. Oh my and gosh. I had this idea that if I just had more time for my network marketing company and I worked harder, I would succeed. So I had this belief that it was hard work that paid off. Ah, the one thing I noticed, even on your website, you and I have the same philosophy, work smarter, not harder. I yeah. always drill that into all the people I work with as well. And that sounds like you, that you have that mental shift. If I work harder, then I will make more money. Yeah. And that, that was my belief. And that's what I always did. I was a really good hustler and grinder. And so I quit the job. My, my husband was not happy about that. And <laughs> I left a six figure job, you know, and I wasn't earning that much yeah. in network marketing. And So I jumped in more time, working harder, more hours, and my results didn't shift again. Mm. And so 
about that time, my mom took me to a seminar and she dragged me because it was a seminar around the book, Think and Grow Rich. And Mm -hmm. it was by Bob Proctor. And I sat at the back of the room with my arms crossed and I was not open. And I said, well, you know, I already read these books. I read all the books and I know this information. And Bob said something from stage and he said, your results always tell the truth. Oh, wow. We know how aware you are by your bank account and the results you're getting. And I was interesting. And he had me in that moment, take responsibility for my own results, because he said it has nothing to do with circumstances. It has nothing to do with your family support, the economy, nothing. It's Mm. all you. And I could feel my back getting up like, you don't know my How situation. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and yet I knew he was right. Yeah. And, um, and I could feel my face getting red. And, and in the moment, I took a big gulp and I thought, you know what? If I'm going to be successful, I need to listen to this man because mm. he's proven it. And I jumped into his program, his work, and I committed to following him and the, and the work to a T. And six months later, I tripled my income, replaced my corporate income. Oh my gosh. Network marketing mm-hmm, and started earning all the trips, won a, a national award from the company. And it appeared overnight like success, you know, Wow. Um, that I knew, and I didn't change my activity. So this is really important. I continued to work the same, but what shifted was my mindset. Mm. And I knew at that moment I had to help people because I was so beating myself up about my results. And I thought that it was me not being good enough. Really, it was just my mind. Yeah. I mean, there's so many things I want to look at. Well, first off, congratulations for going from where you were to having this epiphany, this mind shift, and all of a sudden you were this very, very successful person. When you reflected back on taking responsibility for looking at your bank account, for example, Mm -hmm. that's the clue. What was it for you that that you realize, okay, you're looking at what, what you're doing versus what's not the same. What was a particular aspect of your mind that shifted? Well, Bob said something and it's his quote. He says, thoughts become things. Mm. If you can see it in your mind, you can hold it in your hands. And he said, so if that is true, which it is, what have you been thinking? Ah. Have you been thinking prosperity and abundance or lack and limitation? And he said, how you know what you've been thinking is if we take income, look at your current bank account. And mine was in the negative. And I knew that I like I had been so worried, worried about my finances, worried about quitting my job, worried about whether or not I was going to make it. And I was so attached to my current Mm -hmm. results that it was like this, you know, cycle. Yeah. And so if I, what had me take responsibility was the idea, okay, thoughts become things. And I've been thinking and worrying about negativity and, and lack mm-hmm. and limitation of how things aren't going to work. Well, now I need to take responsibility and really think, think about what I want. Well, and then there's no, if you're constantly focusing on the negative or mm-hmm. the, the, the struggle, well, then there's no mm-hmm. space for, for growth, for positivity, for attracting those things towards you. Absolutely. And and in fact, I was so, my goal was to get out of debt. So I was attracting more debt in the oh, boatloads wow. Wow. because whatever you are focused on, the, the universe doesn't know the difference between getting out of debt. It just hears debt and it gives you more of that. Mm. 
and I had no idea. Oh, that's brilliant. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it's so it's so practical, but it's so brilliant because, you know, um, literally, I mean, when I when I look at my life as well, I'm sure everyone else can as well. When we look at those areas we, where we don't feel successful, I'm sure if we all took a, just a moment to reflect on that of which, which side of the coin am I looking at when it comes to that particular marker of success for me? Yeah. And, you know, hearing this right now, I, I can even think of some things in my life where I need to take responsibility for that as well is I am the, I am the outcome of whatever it is I'm doing. In other words, whatever, whatever I put into something is going to determine my level of success. As we know, Absolutely. success is a bank account, just like a bank account. You only get what you put into it. Yeah, you got it. You got it. You know, looking at where you were then versus where you are now, do you recognize that person from before? Mm, well, uh, I get emotional thinking mm. about that. Um, I, I, I honestly get, um, I feel a little bit embarrassed about it because, and I know it's all growth sure. and I, I was really negative, you know, two and a half years of really struggling to make the business work. I, um, had got to such a negative spot that I didn't believe in very much in the industry. Mm. And, um, I, I was constantly fighting with my husband. I wasn't very present with anyone, including my daughter, um, who was young at the time, about two. Um, because I was so consumed with worry and this hustle, this Mm. idea that I had to hustle to make ends meet. Um, I, I know this, I will never go back there. Yes. Congratulations. Um, Yeah. And I, uh, when, what I do recognize is, um, the desire, I did have this little voice inside, like really tiny that knew that I was meant for more. Mm -hmm. And I recognize that I still hear that voice, that inner being, you know, telling me to go that I recognize even my pictures, James, like if I compare the photos, because our body is an instrument of the mind as well. Yes, it is. So whatever is going on inside is a reflection reflected on the outside. So my photos, my eyes look completely mm. different. Really? Wow. Mm-hmm. I know from looking at the picture, and I definitely recommend my, my listeners go to my website at jamesmillerlifeology.com, or you can also go to Danielle's at danielleamos.com. And look at her picture because she looks, she's full of life. She's full of vibrancy. I, when I saw it, I'm like, I want to meet her. She seems like an amazing person. <laughs> so that's Thank wonderful you. that you can see the transition there. That is really good. Yeah, it, it is good. Now, the people with whom you work, um, mm-hmm. they have their limiting belief systems. Where would you say is the universal version of, I guess maybe the universal theme of, of what is that big block for everybody? Well, well. You know, people underestimate what they're capable of Mm. and they think someone else can do it, what they cannot. So that is, you know, self-image, their confidence in themselves and their belief in themselves is across the board. I haven't Mm. met anyone that uh, that's not an area where they can improve. Another one is this. We all know what we need to do, but we don't do it. So if I asked you you know, what are three things you could do tomorrow to move your business forward? You would be able to easily identify those. Now, what happens is most people don't do what they need, what they know that they need to do. And their subconscious mind holds them back from even taking that action. Mm. So that's very common. And, and even organizations. So I'll say this quickly, the business, like businesses, organizations, they take, they spend millions of dollars teaching their people what to do. Mm -hmm salespeople training how to close a sale 
then they don't do it. And there's very little time on why they don't do it. Sure. Well, why do you think that is? I mean, like, for example, using, using the example with me, if three things I, I can do for tomorrow, what do you think would be the universe, universal reason why people don't take the 24 hours, for example, just to do what it is to create the success they want? Yeah, great question. It comes down to the image that mm. they have in their subconscious mind about them. So because it's the action item isn't a match for who they believe themselves to be right now. Uh, I see. And so to take the action, so they stop themselves. So maybe if it's a salesperson, they might know to make 10 calls right tomorrow, mm -hmm. but they don't see themselves as a successful salesperson. And they might have a block about what it means to be a salesperson in their subconscious mind. And the subconscious mind is the doing part of the mind. Mm -hmm. So on their conscious mind, they consciously know that they need to make the calls to be successful. But the subconscious mind is like selling is you know, is bad or sell a salesperson mm -hmm. is version to it. right. And so they could force themselves to do it, which is three to, you know, two to 4% of our, our actions are conscious, mm -hmm. but 96 to 98% of our behavior is subconscious and yes. controlled by that subconscious mind. So that's going to stop that block will stop them. And even when they force them they're, themselves, they're in a negative vibration anyway, and they get a negative response back. Sure. Well, that's kind of like looking at your, when you were in the direct marketing as well, that was the same thing that you recognize or now you recognize is when you didn't think that you could sell or you didn't want to bother people. It's just, it's the same thing. And I'm wondering, this is just an aside here. Um, and I don't expect you to have an answer for this, but I wondered if that's where procrastination, where that, where that comes from as well. If there's a direct correlation between that. Totally, totally. Yes. It's because you see the subconscious mind's also there to keep you safe. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. on some of the ideas that people are procrastinating on, well, it's going to take them outside of their comfort zone. Uh, so because it's outside of their comfort zone, it's no longer comfortable. Therefore, the subconscious mind sees it as not safe and it's there to keep you safe. So your paradigm or your programming, your mental programming in your subconscious mind will give you all the reasons why. <laughs> you, you, you shouldn't do, do it. That. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a good point. I always yeah. teach that self-sabotage starts in three seconds. And the, mm -hmm. uh, the analogy that I use is someone has a, a very um, ambitious goal of getting up at 5 a.m. and going to the gym. Well, if they haven't prepared for this at 5 a.m. when the alarm goes off, if they wait longer than three seconds, they're going to roll over and go back to sleep. And so what mm -hmm. I always tell people is obviously preparation is key for success, but if you're supposed to do something, what I tell people is don't focus on the full task at hand, focus on the first minute and a half of it. So sometimes it's just literally just standing up, getting up and physically moving like that all of a sudden puts you in a different mind space because the body will want to, like you said, default to the easiest thing. If it's easier for me to sleep longer, well, I'm going to do that because it takes less energy. If I'm going to lay on the couch all day and, and Netflix, which is nothing wrong with that in its proper place, but if I'm going to do that all day and I have 20 things I need to do and I think, well, let me just, this show is really good. Let me wait just for the next episode. And pretty soon, if I haven't just focused on, James, just get off the couch, my default or people's historical default will be to do the thing that, that is the least amount of resistance or takes the least amount of energy. Yeah, you got it.
Yeah, it's that <laughs> habitual, habitual way of be, behaving. Yes. So that's perfect. I love that. The first three seconds. Yeah, and it's true. Because even if you even if you don't do that, then you're like, oh, I'll go to the gym at lunch. And then your friends say, hey, let's go to lunch. Okay, I'm going to lunch. <laughs> or I'm going to go yeah. to the gym after work. Well, your friends want to go to happy hour. Oh, I'm going to happy hour. And so the concept is, is in, it can be related to anything, is the first three seconds are key because once you're aware of that, you will make the healthier choice as opposed to the path of least resistance. That's right. And I, I encourage people to think of, what is, you know, with your goal achieved, who are you being, you know, what, like what actions are you taking and what thoughts and what feelings do you have? So then that will help you, you know, if it's to go to the gym, that's in line with my, myself as my mm -hmm. goal achieved. So then that gives me that power to, to get up and go to the gym. Mm, I like that. Mm -hmm. How do you, in hearing you say that it kind of makes me reflect on helping people differentiate between an ideal self and a healthy, realistic self. Do you ever help people kind of shift between that? Because when we sometimes think of an ideal version of ourselves, we set ourselves up because we're never mm -hmm. going to attain that. So who I am today and as, as I continue my self-development is not who I'm going to be next year. So if mm -hmm. I create this ideal version of myself for that, I think at the end of my life or today, I'm going to achieve that. I've set myself up because that's not a healthy, a healthy version of myself, which then gives me the motivation to achieve for more self-development. So long-winded way of asking, how do you help people separate between creating a healthy version of self as opposed to an ideal self that continually sets them up? Oh, that's really good. Well, I work a lot with a concept around self-image where mm -hmm. I ask people what, so we work in six to 12 month goals. And again, who you get to decide who the whole purpose of a goal is to have you grow. Yes. So who are you growing into? Who do you need to be in order to achieve that goal? And so when I'm saying it, beingness is like an attitude, right? Attitudes, mm. your thoughts, plus feelings, plus actions. Mm -hmm. I think if we are constantly commit to that daily mm -hmm. activity with the end goal in mind, um, it really helps it's like, what can I do today to move myself exactly. closer? Yes. And it's also in not being attached to your current circumstances. Now, mm -hmm. this is how we're programmed to live. So we're programmed to use our senses to look at our current results, whether that's like the weight on the scale or the, our amount of money in the bank account. And we have that current result dictate how we think then how we feel and the yes. action that we take. And then we get more of the same. It's a self-doom, like fulfilling cycle, that one. Yeah. And it's because like we're, very, we're physical beings, right? So we're, we're taught to look at that current result. But what if we took a different mindset? What if we held the image of our goal? And I actually like to really encourage people to think of big goals, like a C-type goal, something a fantasy, something that you don't know how to do. If you know how to do it, I believe that there's not enough growth attached to it. Sure. Oh, that's and a good so, point. Yeah. If you're yeah, to achieve so it, it's not a goal. Right. So it, it's, we call it at the Institute a C-type goal, something mm -hmm. you don't know how to do, and it comes from your fantasy, and it's most likely something you won't want to admit to anyone else. Sure. Like your mind, when you admit it to yourself, will say, who do you think you are? That's not possible. Mm. No one's done that before. And it's that kind of goal that allows you to listen to your inner being and hear the desire. And when you, and through repetition and repeating that goal to yourself, you build the desire within. Because when you first admit it, you probably don't believe you can do sure. it. Yeah. And so if we take a different approach and we have you in your mind, focus on the goal, 
not your current circumstance mm -hmm. and not the evidence that comes in each day. Cause you, if we do that, we're in that same cycle. But imagine if you held the goal in your mind and then that dictates the thoughts that you think, and then the thoughts dictate how you feel. And now you're taking a new action from the place of that goal achieved. And that produces a new result. Oh, I like and that. then we, we don't look at the results again. We don't judge ourselves based on that result. We go back to the goal. Okay, so what are the thoughts now? I've achieved this goal. What are the thoughts? What are the feelings? What's the action? And I'm in a new cycle. And this is how we stay in control despite our circumstances, despite our current results. And so when you have that focus and perception is always the end result, then mm -hmm. a minor adjustment can make a major improvement in your life. Yeah, you got it. You I got like it. That. And you're committing to what you're doing today, but you're showing up already as your goal achieved the best you can. And the, I say, you know, your best changes your, and your best is good enough. Like today, your best is right because you slept well and you woke up and you went to the gym maybe in a week you might wake up and you have a stuffy nose and your mm -hmm. best might look different sure but it's still your best and you still committed to showing up and it's not allowing perhaps what you did yesterday versus today to influence it because if you're doing what's healthiest for you it still gets you to the end result yeah you got it and all you have is this moment i love it I love it. This is wonderful. I really enjoyed talking with you. So Danielle, if my listeners want to find out more information about you, to work with you, to learn all of your wisdom, where will they find this information online? Yeah, great. Well, thanks for asking. Uh, you can send me a direct message on Instagram. It's uh, at underscore Danielle underscore Amos underscore. And the website is Danielle Amos, my name, and dot co dot co. Perfect. And I can't wait. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for being a fantastic guest on my show today. I really did appreciate all your time. Thank you. I also want to thank you, my listener, for tuning in today. Please subscribe to this radio show through whichever portal you join me today. Also, please go to my website where you may sign up for the free weekly recap, watch my YouTube episodes, read the articles I've written specifically for you, and purchase my previous guests' self-help products. If you'd like to work with me, be a guest on or advertise on this show, visit jamesmillerlifeology.com. Be sure to follow me on all social media platforms under the name James Miller Lifeology, except for Twitter, which is James M. Lifeology. Once again, thank you so much for your support, and I'll talk to you soon.